You're listening to the Beyond Digital Education podcast with me, Nathan Johnson, and my co-hosts, Carl Kaczynski and Rami Bassi. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the first podcast um, around, I guess, instructional design, teaching and learning, um, everything that we do um, at the University of Birmingham. Um, My name's Nathan, and I am a senior learning technologist. Essentially, that means that um, I produce content, um, I do filming, video, so a lot of experience in videography, as well as content production and design, um, and kind of a background in web and marketing, so user experience, uh, accessibility, and that kind of stuff as well. Um, today I have with me Carol Kaczynski, um, and he'll introduce himself um, now, and Rumi Bassi. So, Carol. Hi. Um... I work with Nathan and Rumi. I'm an instructional designer at University of Birmingham. So essentially my job is to work with academics, work with professional services, um, to promote the best uh, practice across the university and to deliver the best outcomes for students. Um, so essentially a lot of people ask what the instructional designer job is. And I would say that it's not static thing. and it always change, changes and it always evolves. So my aim for this job and my aim for uh, being here at the University of Birmingham is to deliver the best experience for students. So students are coming from diverse backgrounds with different needs, with different cognitive styles of learning. And throughout my job, I want to deliver the best outcomes for them. So spark their interest in learning and make learning an experience, a positive experience that they can only benefit from. So it's not only about getting degree and having the job after um, they graduate, it's about making this time at university positive and uh, pleasant. So now I'm going to pass it to my colleague Rumi. Um, So I'm Rumi Bassi, I'm also an instructional designer and and Carol's uh, basically explained what the instructional designer is uh, in terms of it's basically about creating a student experience, the best student journey um, when working with the academics and all of the other stakeholders looking at the materials and and trying to make it fun as well, engaging for them Um, because I think uh, part of our role which um, maybe people don't necessarily know is we're we're trying to make a fun experience for the students so that they enjoy their learning so that they're um, encouraged to do more of it once they go beyond university or hopefully stay in university and work as uh, potentially researchers or anything like that so we have to really understand the research um, that goes into creating great courses and be able to apply that and explain it to to the people that we work with and so yeah I guess uh, that's, that's what our job is no, that's really interesting. Um, so, I guess I guess I'll throw a question in terms of what are we going to be doing within this podcast. Well, I think this podcast it's something that is yet to be established, and I don't think it's gonna be ever, it's gonna be ever changing concept. Um, so I see this podcast as an opportunity for self reflection, as the opportunity for continuous professional development and as the opportunity to share ideas with my colleagues within the university and outside of it. Because the market and the reality of the higher education changes and has been always changing and it will always be changing. So 
what does it mean to produce something that is evidence-based practice today? It doesn't mean the same in 10 or 15 years time. So I believe that having this opportunity to, you know, be here in this room and discuss our practice and talk about the issues that we face in uh, on daily basis, and sometimes even not knowing the answers for those questions provides us with the excellent platform to think what can we do to improve ourselves, like professional lives, um, and benefit our students. Yeah, I think that's really important uh, about professional development um, and also about sharing good practice. So even though, you know, uh, we, all, we both work as instructional designers, um, we might interpret the research differently or have different approaches um, going towards it. And it's really, so we have some really lively discussions in the office about it. And I think part of the reason why I'm excited about this podcast is because we can then share that with other colleagues wider than the team. Um, we've got an opportunity to talk about what we do, why we do it, how we do it. Um, and um, and if people are interested in that, they can approach us and uh, hopefully raise the profile of our team and their modules and, and like you say, improve the student experience. Yeah. and. Then- to add to that, um, I think looking at the research isn't just something that is specific to a learning designer or an instructional designer. Um, as a learning technologist, I'm also looking at the latest research in terms of how this technology is kind of being used within higher education um, context. So this kind of the idea of researching, the idea of kind of looking at kind of how it works is applicable to everyone. Um, just I guess to add about what this podcast or kind of what I want to add what I would like to get from it um, can, we're currently doing a community of practice um, so maybe doing some summaries maybe doing some feedback and discussions around the topics that have come from that as well as um, reviewing some of the latest research or some articles that we've, we've been looking at um, and any kind of blogs and um, any yeah anything that we've seen out there that we'd kind of like to look at. Um, we'd like to get some people in, lots of different people, um, talking from lots of different perspectives as well. So just from a conversation earlier, um, having people from the wellbeing teams, people from administrat- administration teams, um, as well as academics to talk about their perspectives. Everyone's perspectives are different, but actually everyone has to work together to get the job done. So it's about understanding kind of the different roles and how it all works together to produce um, an effective um, teaching experience for the students. Because essentially, the students are the reason why we teach and why we're doing all of this work. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I see it, where I see it going. And I think what's really interesting about that is, so you talk about um, mixing it with the uh, community of best practice and discussing the research. Obviously, a lot of what we do, we're, we're dealing with sometimes brand new technologies. We need to be at the forefront. So the research hasn't been thoroughly tested. And we're part of that process of making sure that it's tested, that it works, that it goes out there. And so we have to have those discussions in the team to see what has and hasn't worked and to see whether there's any merit to, to, the, to the recent research based on brand new technology because it's not a, a tried and tested and established field necessarily. It's always brand new or almost always brand new. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, is there anything else that we'd like to add in terms of kind of introducing what we want to do, what this is, what we want to get from this? Um, um, yeah, where we go? 
Well, I think that we first we need to see how it goes, really, because I, as I mentioned, that's not going to be a static thing. It's not going to be constant. It's going to be ever changing and ever evolving. So the thing the the way we look at this podcast now, doing the first time ever, it might change in month time. It might change in two months time. It might change in, you know, a couple of years. Hopefully we're going to last that long and doing it. Um, but yeah, we, we, we just need to be open-minded about this and reflect the changes within ourselves, reflect the changes within academia, reflect the changes with the students coming in um, and adjust the needs and adjust the podcast to, to meet the needs and demands to all of the stakeholders that we aim to reach. Yeah, absolutely. I think it has to evolve. And, and part of that evolution, I would hope that if people enjoy listening to the podcast, they share it with others. Uh, they, they try and have a conversation with us both publicly and privately. So that, that can feed into what happens. So I think it's really open what these podcasts could be about. Um, I, I just hope that the community comes back to us and says, tells us what they mm. want it to be about. Yeah. And we've got a lot of topics. <clears throat> we've currently got a lot of topics already kind of set out in terms of what we want to talk about. But we do want this to be more of a conversation so we have a discussion but then there is that additional conversation outside which as you said Remy which informs kind of the direction that we take and what we do here as well um, so some of the topics we will be going into um, will be around the use or the impact of VR within teaching and learning um, as well as gaming um, and I mean, when we, you have Art artificial you? intelligence is uh, obviously um, a big thing at the moment. Um, things like machine learning as well, um, and culture as well. So um, not just um, the culture of digital technology, but how that affects the the way that we approach things. So as Carol's just suggested, um, the students will change. That's that's a kind of culture shift, uh, and so how we approach our field uh, depends on that as well. And it, it is a conversation that has to be had in terms of what is our role and how do people see us within our role and I'm sure lots of people listening or lots of people out there that do similar roles have that exact same thought which is I don't just copy and paste there's so much more to the work that I do but it's about how do we get people to understand and to engage with us on that level as well. So, so I guess the point that I was making is um, how do we yeah how do we get people to work together rather than inside so not only do we in our teams occasionally work in silos on our individual projects but the projects that we do are sitting in silos so the proof of concept designs that we've got the community of best practice that we've got the hefty pages and the showcases they're all great things but they're not really tied together and i guess the point is how do we bring those things together in a way that shows this is this is a a, a range of different things that we can offer there's um, so many avenues we can go down we are looking for people to engage with us um, and we we need to make sure that our message is clear um, and consistent and also available easily for them yep and I guess that's down to us that is our responsibility yep. as kind of um, experts in the field is to position ourselves in a way that is accessible to everyone and if you want to create a space for people to engage you have to create that space for people to engage. Someone else can't necessarily do that for you. As much as you'd like that already to be set out and to happen, if it's not there, then someone has to do it. And I think we need to 
take that responsibility on and do that because you can only make change by being being that change um, so the podcast the podcast is a brilliant example as well as a blog we can write blogs we've got blogs we read research so we can always write something about something that we've read or something that we've experienced we have a community of practice we can write around that or we can engage in different ways in that we have connections to the different teams we can bring people in to talk to them to widen kind of that reach as well so i guess uh, uh, i guess what i'm saying is we we do lots of these things already yeah and there are individual spaces for them like for example we, we do training we do core tools training and we have the happy gateway pages and we do individual training with staff as well i mean even if you just take training as an example mm. how do those three different types of training fit together to, to make kind of like a clear path for people so they understand. And in that training, do we publicize the other things that we do? Yeah, that and should it be called training? Speaking about. Mm. But I guess that's another conversation um, about, yeah, what we do, how it, how it all fits together. So, yeah, so there are other spaces. It's just, yeah, how does it fit together? And in what sort of overarching space or under which umbrella do, does that sit so that people know where to go to find us and what we do? Yes, and I think one of the challenges that we experience at the moment is the fact that sometimes we are not on the agenda of people uh, and partially is because the job, you know, the instructional designer job um, roles have been promoted at the universities for last few decades. It is not something that has been embedded within academia for centuries as academia itself. Um, with the development of new technologies, the role of uh, lecturers have changed because now with the, you know, with World Wide Web, a student is able to get the knowledge like that. So the role of the lecturer has changed and sometimes lecturers don't reflect that. I think we need an audio description in terms of Carol clicked his fingers. But you um, make a good point. You, you do make a good point. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, I would just make the sort of lecturers' jobs have, have changed in terms of some people's perception. Yeah. Um, but what they've been doing in some cases has worked very, very well. And time, I, I mean, I mean, you know, time is precious for everybody, right? Um, but when there's what is perhaps perceived to be an extra thing that they do, um, and I, I mean, you guys know that I think actually e-learning is a time saver when you look at it over the span. Um, but there is that initial investment and uh, I guess part of the, uh, the, the challenge in promoting what we do and getting people to engage with us is showing them that actually this saves you time, this is better for you, it's better for your students, you'll get fewer queries from your students coming through, it'll help your programme admin, there are all the benefits to it that are perhaps a little bit further down the line than that initial module development or programme development or, um, or, or even MOOC development, whatever it is, but you know, yeah. And one of the things that I would like to add as well that I think we haven't mentioned so far, I would like this podcast to be safe place for all practitioners and all people that are interested in academia and higher education and uh, education in general to share the ideas. So it's a not judgmental environment that we can all share our opinions because the, we want students and academics and professional services, all of us, to benefit from it. So there is no stupid questions. Um, we might not know the answers for everything. We might not be even able to find the answers or the answers that we found might be different 
might, might have different applications for you and might have different applications to Nathan or Rumi within their practices. Um, but yeah, we want basically that podcast to be safe space to share that practice and to share those comments. So if you listen to us now, please, you know, use the comments and please uh, uh, get in touch with us so we can expand the range of subjects that we will cover. Yeah, so I, I was just, just to add to that, I think it's important that uh, people are non-judgmental, but also don't feel like you can't be, uh, you can't critique. Um, so non-judgmental criticism, be a critical friend um, so that you can have those discussions because different points of view are also acceptable, but do it in a nice way. <laughs> um, okay, thank you. Thank you for um, kind of this first, this first podcast. Uh, thank you, Carl. Thank you, Remy. Um, and we'll be back shortly with some more podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Beyond Digital Education podcast. If you liked what you've heard, please do listen to more of our podcasts and please do engage with us on the topics we've raised. Thank you.